What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. All right. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Becoming Your Best podcast. This is Rob Schallenberger, and excited that you're able to join us today and that we have the chance to visit for a few minutes. I wanted to talk just briefly on this podcast about something that applies to every one of us, and that is your legacy, our legacy. In other words, what legacy are we leaving for the world? And you know, in seminars, I've talked a little bit about legacy before. Probably 97% of people actually care about their legacy. I have had people raise their hand and say, you know, I just don't even care. (laughs) I'm confident that there is nobody on this podcast that that is the case with, that everyone who's listening to this cares about the legacy that you're leaving. And I love what Maya Angelou said. She said that people won't remember what you said or what you did. What they'll remember is how you made them feel. And that's the essence of leaving a great legacy, a legacy of greatness. You know, and you think about your legacy, that can come in different forms as a leader in an organization. It could be as a parent. Certainly your legacy will live on in in your children if that applies to you. So how do you want people to look back and think of you. And your legacy, as it comes to that, let me ask you a few introspective questions, just something to think about as you look back at your life right now with where you are today. Let me just ask you four or five quick questions. These are are great introspective questions. I've been thinking about them throughout the morning and invite you to do the same with an open mind. So here's here's a few of them. First of all, are you happy with where you are right now financially? Are you happy with your relationships? You know, your family, your friends, your coworkers, are you happy with your relationships? Are you happy with your health? Are you happy with the direction in your life right now with where you're going? And if you answer no to any of these questions, then my follow-on question would be, what needs to change? In other words, if you're not happy about with where you are in one of those areas, finances, relationships, health, your direction, what needs to change? And this podcast, although it will be short, I want to give you and share with you a little bit of direction that's been very powerful for me, and I've seen it help thousands of people around the world. And so the hope of this is that this can be inspiring, motivating, and really help you maybe get some direction in your life that would apply to one of those key areas if you answer no. And so let's talk about what that can be. You know, you hear us say this all the time on these podcasts, and that is something like the 12 principles. You know, go back to the 12 principles. And it's true. However, having said that many times, what I've realized along the way is that sometimes that may seem like a broad statement. You know, the 12 principles, well, what are they? Because if we say the 12 principles, then sometimes we're not thinking about what they are at an individual level. And so one of my first and most powerful invitations on this, and I say powerful because I'm in the process of doing this myself, is to encourage you to read Becoming Your Best, the 12 principles of highly successful leaders at least one time a year. And as you do that, Do a self-evaluation on each principle. And I realize, you know, things happen. Life happens. That's why we're encouraging you to read this book once a year. Make it a staple of your life. These 12 principles are very predictive of success. We know that. You know, they're powerful. They're eternal. They transcend culture. 
So being that they are so predictive of success, it is good to come back once a year, read the book, and do a self-evaluation on each principle. And that way, when you or we or I or whoever it might be says, go to the 12 principles, that's not a vague statement. We can actually internalize every one of them and do a a self-evaluation check with number one, number two, number three, number four, and see where we're at. Let me give you an example of why this can be so powerful. Just reading the book and doing that evaluation against each one of those principles. Couple reasons. Number one, those tied directly into all of those questions I just asked. Finances, health, relationships, direction. Number two is, it'll keep us back in line with what works. In the last couple of weeks, I've, I'll say more than met, talked with two people who are going through a midlife crisis. And this is where this thought process started to come from. As they're talking, I'm just doing the self-evaluation, both internally and for them, on the principles, each one of the principles. And they are powerful in helping us move along. I mean, so here's another example of this. Uh, I was just with a company for two days yesterday. They've been working with Becoming Your Best Now for almost four years. It's a great organization. One of the gentlemen who was there had a son that had recently gone through a divorce. He said, man, I just finished the 12 principles, you know, reading the book. I saw my son going through this divorce and realized how powerful these principles would be because he commented that his son was in this funk. You know, it really flipped his life upside down, which I think we can all understand. So he gave the book to his son. And as soon as his son had finished the book and read through the principles, he said, man, he just came alive again. The fire was back in him. He realized that, you know, life wasn't over for him and he took control again of of his life and he started to lead his own life again. But it wasn't until he read the book and did this evaluation to each principle on where he was. And realizing that he obviously wasn't where he wanted to be, he took control and started applying the principle to not only the present, but his future. And that's when it started to change. So that's where it gets exciting for us. And I was really grateful he shared that comment. I gave this guy a hug and said, you know, thank you for sharing that. Because, you know, there's times you wonder, is this making a difference? That little voice of self-doubt creeps into all of our minds. And I was very appreciative of his comment. And the principles do work. So let me just give you an example of three of these and how I've thought about these just over the last few days. And I'll invite you to do the same. Think about how these principles resonate with you. So let's just talk about be true to character. I was driving up the canyon this morning as I was coming into our office and I was just evaluating my own life. Rob, are you true to character? Are you honest in all that you do in the small things and the big things? Okay, good question. It's a pretty high bar to set. When you say, you know, even in the small things, are there little white lies? Well, I'm trying to do this self-evaluation, holding myself up to that standard. It even goes deeper than that, though. I started to ask, when you say something, do you do it, Rob? In other words, when you give someone a verbal commitment, do you follow through and say what you, or do what you said you would do? Well, again, that's a fairly high bar to set for a lot of us. Another principle, the second one, is to lead with a vision. This is a great one to hold ourselves up to and introspectively ask, how are we doing? And if you think about your vision right now, Go back to those questions, financially, relationships, health, direction. Are those things in line with your vision? And think about this. Here's a different spin on vision. When you think about your personal vision, and I've shared this before, it's a little bit like writing your dash. You know, simplicity or there's a little book out that has it. It's talk about your dash. It's a great little book to get. And I can't remember where it's at or what website. But if you search for, you know, your dash, you can find this. The point is that if you go to any cemetery, you look on the headstones, most of them will have a birth date, a death date, and then in the middle is the dash. (laughs) And each one of us, as we have the chance to wake up in the morning, we're writing our dash. You know, we're writing our life's 
script right now. We're writing and living our legacy. And so what does that vision look like? And is your current life in line with that? Are you writing the dash that you would be proud of, that you would want other people to be able to talk about in a positive way, your children, your coworkers, etc.? So, you know, thinking about that this morning, I have my roles pretty well defined. I have a vision for each role. And then the question was, am I in line with that vision? So, for example, you know, in the role of spouse, my wife's name is Tanya. The vision is that I am a kind and caring husband who always helps Tanya feel like a 10. I am totally faithful in thought and action, and I constantly strive to serve her, compliment her, and be the husband of her dreams. <laughs> well, as I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking, you know, you could do better, Rob. There's some places where you could do better, even in those small little simple actions. And so it started to raise my internal bar and put me in the driver's seat as to what I could do to improve our relationship and take what's good and make it even better. And so that's what it can do as you start to hold your life up to the principle. So number one, be true to character. Number two is a vision. Think about those, and that's why you read the book. As you go through each one of those principles, it allows you to self-evaluate how you're doing, and that should create a very empowering feeling. Rarely do people read the book and get discouraged, because becoming your best is about putting you in the driver's seat so that you can do something to impact your own life and move forward. Let's go to principle number seven, be an effective communicator. Here's how this has resonated in my own life just in the last few months as I've done this self-evaluation, putting myself up to the principle and saying, where am I at? So one of the things that you see in high performers and great leaders is that they focus on becoming great communicators. That obviously applies to speaking. You know, two ears, one mouth for a reason. So it certainly applies to listening. And that's where I think most of us have a lot of areas for improvement is in the listening side, especially with the people close to us in our lives, spouse, children, you know, close friends, family, and coworkers. That's where it seems to be more difficult is the closer we are to someone emotionally. So recently, over the last few months, I felt myself with my son, Robbie, getting fairly directive. He's a senior in high school. I mean, this is crunch time. He's, he's got university applications coming in. You know, you hit these deadlines and, and certain doors are going to close. You either keep the door open or you close the door. And so it's kind of an important time. And I've started to get more directive with him. Like, hey, Robbie, do this, do this, do this. And most of us, when we actually step back and look at it, part of human nature is we don't like to be told what to do and when to do it and have someone writing us. And so by nature, he's been getting a little defensive, you know, over the last few months. And I think that's exactly what most of us would probably do. And I've just been thinking a lot, man, <laughs> he's not happy with this. I'm not happy with this. What needs to change? Well, I could wait for him or I could self-evaluate against the principle. Be an effective communicator. That puts me back in the driver's seat to say, Rob, what are you going to do to improve the communication? And so as you read the book, those who read the book, you're going to see in chapter seven, a way to bring up difficult issues. And this is powerful. It's so simple, but it works. And that is to ask this question, what are your thoughts? Or, you know, I've been thinking about X and I'd like to get your thoughts on this or your thinking. In other words, rather than getting directive and telling someone what to do, we're putting the ball in their court to be able to have some agency and express their opinions, their thoughts. It's part of communication. And this isn't easy <laughs> necessarily to do when we're out of the habit of doing it. So with Robbie, I think I had slipped out of the habit. I had become more and more directive and frustration had risen on both sides. And so I walked in the room and just very consciously asked, hey, Robbie, I've been thinking about your, you know, your application to the university and just wanted to get your thoughts on, on where things are and just what your thoughts are on the application. And it was amazing because just watching him right there, I saw this calm, 
come over his demeanor. And he turned around and he said, yeah, I've been thinking about it. I probably ought to do this and this and this. Those are the very things I would have told him to do, you know, had I rewound the clock two or three weeks prior. Now he's the one talking about doing them. So my response, yeah, those are great thoughts, Robbie. What are your thoughts on when you might do those? And again, he's the one who starts to answer the question, well, I could probably work on this tonight. But do you see how all of a sudden applying the principle and evaluating myself against that principle changed our relationship for the better? I'll tell you, over the last two to three weeks, it's not done 100% yet, but I have been so much more at peace. He's been at peace. Our relationship is improving and better, far better than where it was even just two weeks ago over this one issue of the university applications and scholarships. And so that's the power of the principle. And I'll just give you one more example of, of holding ourselves against the principle and saying, where are we? And again, the whole point and intent of this podcast is to invite you to go back and read the book. Go through every single one of the principles and evaluate yourself right now on where you're at to the principle. So if we go all the way to principle 10, which is to apply the power of knowledge, great leaders, high performers have a constant thirst for knowledge. Elon Musk reads one to two books per day. Warren Buffett, 80% of his time, he invests reading. So there's a very strong correlation to reading and success, you know, being motivated. So if you've been a follower of our podcast for any amount of time, you've heard us say this in previous podcasts. Well, you know, all of us are very similar in certain ways in that we go through, it's like a roller coaster. There's certain times where we're in highs and then we come down a little bit lower and we go through a high. We get that. Life is not always on a high. And so again, why do we come back to the principles? To move us back to the high. Well, I remember just three or four months ago, I was starting to feel a little bit of a lull coming in, you know, a little bit of complacency and just that feeling of, oh man, something's not quite right. You don't feel as motivated to get up and go work out, in my case, do CrossFit or run. And I think most people listening to this can relate to that, where you just don't quite feel that mojo, the motivation. Well, I started to hold myself against the principles and I looked at them and I got to this one and I thought, man, you know what? Other than the scriptures, I haven't really read any other books for a little over two weeks. And normally my focus is a chapter of, you know, a chapter a day in some book. And I realized it had been almost two weeks. Now I could have made excuses saying that, yeah, I was on the road. I was on the plane. You know, I was doing these different events, keynotes, seminars. I just was busy. But those are simply that. They're excuses. <laughs> you know, when we're doing pre-week planning, we can make the time for anything that matters most. And so the reality was I just simply hadn't been doing it for two weeks. And even after that short amount of time, I had felt the momentum start to slide. The motivation was sliding. And so I picked it back up. I started to read just a chapter that day. And, you know, within a day or two, just instantly, the motivation started to come back. The power started to flow. The mind started to go again. And so it's these little habits that can have a big impact in our lives when we focus on them. And because life happens, that's why it's so important to come back and look at each one of the 12 principles. This is what your legacy is all about. Hold yourself against every one of these principles and evaluate where you're at. Because I promise once we have a clear vision, we're resolute in our character and we come back to that over and over again. We have a plan. We prioritize our time. We treat people right. And we start working towards these things. It's amazing what will materialize in our relationships, in our finances, in our health, the way we feel about our direction. It all will improve across the board. You know, it's kind of like the old saying, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Well, don't really know. But what happens is when we do apply the principles, success, happiness follows. It's like the night, day. There's a very predictable pattern to that. So the invitation here 
is a couple of things from this podcast. Number one, read Becoming Your Best again. This is not a one-time read. This is a book that I encourage you to put on the shelf that you come back to every year. Make this one of your staple books and come back to it year after year after year again and evaluate yourself on the principles. And then make the necessary adjustments. The second invitation is to take this up a notch, and that is to share it with a friend. You know, I was inspired by this person who I talked about early in the podcast, this father who saw his son going through the divorce. His son was in the funk, and he shared the book. The book became the catalyst to make the changes. He started to look at the principles, and it really fired him up. It, it totally shifted his mindset as he applied a new skill set. So share becoming your best with someone important in your life. It could be your coworkers. Could be a son or daughter, a spouse, a friend. Share it with someone. I know that you know someone who you could make a difference in their life by simply sharing that. Very easy to do. So those are our two invitations. Number one, read the book. Number two, share it with someone else. Apply the principles and think about your legacy in context of the principles. Because in the end, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed for any one of us. And at some point, that death date's gonna go, <laughs> it's gonna show up there. And the ability to write our dash at that point, is over. So this is the time to make hay, not postponing anything that's important to us. This is the time, this is the day, and that is the entire spirit of becoming your best. So we love you. We're grateful for your friendship wherever you're at in the world. We know there's people listening to this from Saudi Arabia, Romania, South Africa, Russia, throughout the United States, Canada, South America, the Philippines. So wherever you're at, thank you for being a part of this movement because that's how we view this. And you're really the catalyst that's going to impact other people's lives. The principles are powerful, and we're grateful for your friendship, and we hope you have a fabulous week. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life, in your family, or in your organization? Call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.